Well, good morning. This is uh, not my usual place in the service. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been kind of walking around, standing around, thinking over the past few weeks, what would you say that I would have similar to everyone in this room that would be a funny? I'm not a funny guy. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing that I have that would be funny. So I'll probably just go into this as we get along. A uh, couple of things, though. We have to, at some point, understand the things that uh, John has been teaching over the past few weeks about loving each other, what our Christian duties are, uh, where we are with each other, and where we are with God. But in all of that, there is a time when we have to stand up. We have to stand firm. And I'm going to try and address that this morning. It will be important that we uh, hear from God this morning. It will be important that what we hear from God will be brought to our hearts. It will be important that what we hear and bring to our hearts will be used and applied to those that are around us. So if you all will bow your heads in prayer with me now, we will get started. Heavenly Father, this morning as we come before you, we come before you as your humble servants. We come before you, Lord, as those who have entrusted Christ as our Savior, who believe that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that he has secured our salvation, that the victory has been won. We pray, Lord God, that we will understand that through and through, day and night, throughout our lifetime. We ask you, Father, this morning, as uh, this word comes forward, that your spirit would guide and teach. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So, the whole armor of God indicates just by the title that there must be a reason to have armor which means there must be a fight. And not just any fight. This is a fight between good and evil. It's a fight that, despite what we may think on any given day, is a battle that has been won. Now, we tend to think that we've got lots of power. I'm Fred Cummings and I am strong, I am mighty. The Lord is mine and I can do anything I want to. And as we read through Ephesians 6, God lets you know you're not very much. You're not much at all. And without him, you're nothing. You can't withstand the enemy. We don't have that power. We need to make that very clear up front. We do not have that power. God has that power, he has that armor. Christ has that power, he has that armor. We've got to wear Christ. The suit I have on, nice suit. I dressed up this morning, I feel pretty good. You know, that's great. It doesn't mean much. Football players put on their helmets, they put on their pads, they go out and fight, and at the end of the day, somebody wins a game. 
tennis players get their rackets, they get their tennis balls, and they start stroking back and forth, and they play, and they go, and they play, and they go. And at the end of it, someone has won. Christians should be at war, ready to fight every day, every second of every hour of every day. You don't get a chance to rest. Now, why is that? And as we read the scripture, it'll tell you that the enemy is after you. He doesn't care what time of day it is. He doesn't care what time of the year it is. He doesn't care whether it's cold outside, whether it's hot outside. He doesn't care. He wants you to give ground. He wants you to yield just a little bit. He doesn't need you to yield a lot, because if he can get just a little step in, he can work a little bit farther in. And as he's working in, he has you backing up. And if you back up, you yield the ground that has been won. It doesn't belong to him. It belongs to Christ. That victory is done. That is over. That is won. Now, I've been in, in sports activities. I've been in debates. And there are times when you know that your score is so high that whoever your opponent is, is just not gonna get there. They're not gonna win. You know, you can sit back, cruise, take it easy. Not with the enemy. He knows he's lost. His minions know they lost. And they keep fighting. Because it's not over in their minds. So we're gonna look at this. We're going to look at this, a call to war, a call to armor. Ephesians, I'm reading from King James because that's what I like. And I'm finding out that it's just because I'm an old guy. <laughs> uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Not this piece, not the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Now, in that call to armor, you're asked to, or told, who your enemy is. So the identification of your enemy is made. And you're told what to do, put on your armor. First it says, put on your armor. Then it says, take up your armor. So you're going to dress, and then you're going to come out and you're going to stand. And it says, stand. Doesn't say run forward. Doesn't say go sideways. Doesn't say back up. He says to stand. You put your feet in the ground, and you don't go anywhere. Now, 
the Roman soldiers, if you'll put up that, that picture, and I don't, it's very small here, I'm not sure how big it is behind me, but the Roman soldiers were the soldiers that defeated everyone. And they had armor that protected them, and they were known to move forward, 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 forward. God's not asking you to move forward. He's asking you to stand. Sometimes we get confused with the powers that we think we have. When we decide, I'm going to take off and I'm just going to take over all this by myself. And God's not asking you to do that. He's telling you, I've taken care of this. Just stand there. Put your armor on because the enemy's going to come after you. He's going to shoot arrows at you. He's going to hit you from every possible angle he can hit you from. So put this armor on. And here's the armor. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith. Truth, righteousness, preparation of the gospel, the shield of faith. Now, for those of you in this room, and I'm assuming that it's most of you in this room, you're Christians, and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. So put on Christ. That's how simple that is. Put on Christ. Put him on. Walk with him every day, wrapped around you, in your head, in your heart. Put on Christ. But he says, even the more, with the faith that you have, hold up your shield. Your faith is your shield. Now, these shields that they had were covering from about here to your knees. And they could lock those shields together and get down behind them, and they couldn't be touched. Those shields would take arrows that had flames in them, and their flames would just burn out. Shield of faith. Where's your faith? How strong is your faith? Your faith is your shield. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. Now, these are two things that are given to you. Says, so God's saying, here is your salvation, take it. Here is my word, take it. Now, in all of this, there is one offensive weapon. It's a sword. It's a sword. But that sword that the Roman soldiers carried, they used in close combat. You ever wrestled with anybody? It's pretty intimate. You know, they, they are on you, and you're trying to get them off of you, and they're trying to get on you, and you're trying to get them off of you. Well, the enemy's trying to get on you. And the Word of God just says, no. No. Now, the strength of that 
is that the enemy runs from the word of God. He doesn't argue with you about that, but you've got to have it in here and in here. And you've got to speak it. You speak it. You don't wonder about it. You don't hum it. You speak it. You bring it to the enemy at any and every time you can. Now, what does that mean? It means that if I am at a football game, I like football. If I'm at a football game and the teams are just really going at it and I'm screaming and hollering, it would be wise for me not to be profane in my cheering. Why? Well, people look at me and I'm known and they hear me with my profanity and they feel like, well, if he does that, I guess I could. If he does that, maybe I should. You should not. I should not. You should be praying when you're rooting for your best team because your better team is the Lord. This is his army sitting in front of me. This is his army. We are soldiers together. If I can't depend on you and you can't depend on me, then we can't help everyone out there who is being attacked by the enemy. See, it's all about souls. It's all about souls. And we've got to learn, we've got to apply what we have. And that learning is by reading, studying, teaching. Now you read it. You pray about it. You study it. You pray about it. You teach this to your kids. You teach this to your children. You teach this to everyone, your friends, people at work, people at play. They need to know what you know. They need to know that when you teach this word, that they have protection. Then they will understand the gospel. They'll understand what Christ did for each one of us. And they will come to him. You don't have to bring them. They'll come to him. They'll be enlightened. They will understand. They will know. Now, we all make mistakes. We all uh, sin. We don't all have forgiveness if you don't ask for it. We don't all have forgiveness if we don't establish ourselves with Christ. This is about where you have put your trust, where you've put your faith. Is your trust in you? If it is, you're in trouble. You are going down. I guarantee that for you. If your trust is in you, forget it. Go ahead and sign it over. You are done. If your trust is in me, you're worse off. Okay? Because that, that's just a bad place to go. Uh, your trust should be in the Lord. We teach that. And all that God has said to us in Ephesians, after all he taught the church, Paul sat there and he wrote all these things out, told them all of what God had done for them. In that final part, that final chapter, 
He says, but finally, put on the armor of God. Why do you say that? Because he knew that once you signed up, there's a war. And this is the only way you're going to be able to fight. Um, oh, I guess about seven years ago, I had a, uh, I got up one morning, I was, it was a Sunday morning, it was a Sunday morning, and I was feeling pretty good. I went for a run, put up a bit of five miles at in and out, felt real good, got home, and I, my wife and daughter were home, and they had uh, said, we're going to church. When I got back from the run, they both decided that they didn't want to go to church. And I got angry. Not mad, I got angry. And I raised my voice. And I'll let you know something. I grabbed my wife and said, what are you doing? The enemy had taken my anger and was about to put me in a position that was untenable for my wife. You have to watch everything you do. You have to watch everything you say. You love your wife, by golly, love your wife. You love your kids, you love your kids. You have people you work with, love them, love them. Teach them what's right. Help them through struggles, because you can do that. God has given you information, he's given you the word. You can do that. But you've got to have your armor on. You can't lie, you've got to tell the truth. You need to be righteous. You need to know that there is a gospel of peace, that this is what's going on. This is what Christ did for me. It's what Christ will do for you. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe what you're saying. You've got to believe what God has placed in front of you. You've got to believe what Christ did. That cross back there is an illustration of our Savior having hung on a cross. The worst death that could be prescribed for anyone at any time. Because they strap you out, they nail your wrist so you can hang, pull, and then they put your feet up just high enough that you're clumped like that. So each time you take a breath, you have to push up. And you push up. Wasn't enough that they put him there and stuck him in his side. He bled. He died. But he didn't stay dead. He took care of the one thing that we absolutely cannot take care of, and that's death. Christ took care of death. This body will go away. Your spirit, and that's what we're talking about here, your spirit. This is spiritual warfare. Your spirit is everlasting. And he's going to give you a new body. He's already promised you that. You're going to get a new body. This one goes away, good, gone, done. 
Thank you. It was nice while I was here. Thank you, done. Give me my new stuff. You know, I like this new body. This feels good. This feels good. You know, I don't need this suit anymore. I'm doing right. I'm doing right fine right now. You know, let's, uh, let's praise the Lord. Let's give thanks to God. Let us recognize that Jesus Christ died on the cross that we could have salvation. We could be reckoned back to God. Because trust me, there was a division. It was gone. We can thank Adam for that. People say, Eve, trust me, we can thank Adam for that. Well, it's true. Adam didn't have the guts to stand up. Guys, he didn't have the guts to stand up and say, wait a minute, babe, wait, 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 wait. We, we, we were told not to mess with that tree. Yeah, God told me, and yeah, we were told not to eat that fruit. But he didn't go there. He just kind of laid back and let it happen, and look where we are. God had to take care of us because we cannot, have not, will not take care of ourselves. So when he says to you, put on this armor, he's not really asking you. He's telling you this is what you must do. Put on the whole armor of God, not just the shoes so you can stand there and get hit in the chest with the rifle bullet or with a spear or whatever, or you get your head chopped off. You gotta cover your head. You've gotta cover your heart. You've gotta cover your loins. You've gotta be able to stand firm. And you can't do that partially. And that, that girding of your waist, that was there to attach everything, to hold it all together. You, if you walked out without your belt, things would fall, stuff would jiggle around, and you're in just a mess. Just a mess. It's, it's happiness for me to know that I've got protection because I know that I make mistakes. I know that I slip and fall. And it's so good to know that God has armor for me. And even better to know that I'm surrounded by people who have their armor on. So that if I slip to my knee, my brother Alan come over and say, here Fred, lift me up. Stand back up. I'm not backing up. I may duck down on a knee, but I'm gonna stand back up. I'm not gonna turn and run. Do not turn and run. Now you'll read literature about the uh, armor of God. And uh, the literature will tell you that the back wasn't covered. Well, it depends upon who you read. The Romans were pretty tough guys and uh, their breastplate kind of went all around the back of the, the middle of their back. It went around. All that being said, why turn your back? Why turn? Why run? God is on your side. You're on the right side. You're not on the wrong side. Now, at the beginning of, the, of this, when I got up this morning at 3 o'clock, 
And I said, Lord, help me because I don't have any idea how you're going to take this. I've got a whole bunch of stuff written down here I didn't say. I mean, I've got a whole bunch of stuff I wrote down here that I didn't say. And I even gave Jeremy a bunch of slides I've not even used because that's not where God wanted this to go. I'm pretty sure of that. Where he did want it to go is for you to hear. He's got you covered. He has you covered. Just take the armor and put it on. How hard is it to tell the truth? How hard is it to be righteous? How hard is it to read the word of God and to speak it? How hard is it to have faith in what you know to be true? We all have faith that if we walk to the door and we push it, it'll open. We have faith that if it's darker and we walk in and we hit the light switch, the light comes on. How is it possible that we can trust all those things and we can't trust the Almighty God? How is that possible? Because we're not dealing with this is totally spiritual you all we're off into another realm the dimension is different it's not this it's not my skin it's not my brain it's my heart it's what I think it's what I feel it's what I have in me that I've been taught it's what God has given me that is right he's showing what is wrong and those things you don't grab, you know, you feel. They're in your spirit, and they stay there with you. But you have to use them. You have to use them. The armor of God is spiritual armor. The war is a spiritual war. It is not flesh and blood. It is not flesh and blood. You're not going to see anybody's blood flowing in that war. But you're going to see souls that are not going to be saved. You're going to see some people yield when they shouldn't yield. You're going to see some people hurt, and we've got to catch those people. We are fighting for God. We are his soldiers, and we need to keep that in mind. It is an everyday, all-day task. It's not, okay, we're going to fight on Easter. Oh, I think I'll fight Christmas. I mean, final Labor Day. I don't know. I mean, you know. No, this is you decide that Christ has taken your life and you belong to him. You step up to the front line. You bat it. And you bat it. And you stand and you resist. Don't scream at your wife. Don't hit your husband. Don't treat your children like they're, you know, just they don't belong. Don't take your friends and tell them that you're going to do one thing, you're going to do something else. Don't lie to people. Take your pride and put it under your boots and stand on it. Be humble before the Lord. Be a humble servant. Embrace the fact that God had the grace and the mercy to save you. 
because we did not do that on our own. We didn't do it on our own. That's what I want you all to think about. I want you to really, really put your hearts in your head. Put your head in your heart. Put your conscience in front of you. Hold on to what God has given you. He has given you his son. You all know that guy? Jesus Christ. It's given to you as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. You all don't know much about sacrifice. If you read through the Old Testament, they would take animals that were unblemished, firstborn, and they would take them to the altar. They would take a knife, they put their hand on it, and they would slice its throat. And they gather the blood, the blood being the life of the animal. And they'd sprinkle that life on the altar for a good aroma to the Lord. God gave his only son as a sacrifice for us. His blood was shed for us. And all he's asking us to do if we've decided to have faith in him and to walk with him is to put on the protective garments that he's going to give us. He's asking us to do that. Actually, he's commanding us to do that. Put on the armor because those guys won't quit. You've got to stand up. They will attack you at work. They'll attack you in your sleep. Your dreams get real weird. I know a lot of young ladies who are anxious. They can't sleep at night. Pray. Because at the end of this, it told you pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray, 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 pray. Pray all day long for everyone. Pray. If you can't sleep at night, pray yourself to sleep. If you uh, wake up in the morning, you don't feel good, pray yourself awake. You're late for work, pray you'll get there on time. If you're going to work, pray that's going to be a good day. Because trust me, <laughs> I've been to work the last few months and trust I do not like going to work. I don't. It's become miserable. But I'm praying that God's going to make that all right every day. But he may be doing something else in my life, and I'm trying to fight that too. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get there. I'm... Uh, I just, I don't know how much more to tell you. That this is not really a hard task. This is simple. If you truly say that you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for you, for me and for everyone else, and that you accept him as your Savior, it's done. It's done. The struggle is you. Now you're struggling. Well, I wonder if I'm going to make $10,000 this month or not. Who cares? I can't pay my rent. Pray. Pray. He said he'd take care of you. He said he would take care of you. You have to trust that. 
And does that mean that you're going to have your rent all the time? No, it doesn't. Does it mean you're going to be healthy all the time? No, it doesn't. Does it mean you're not going to be hurt? No, it doesn't. But it doesn't mean that because the enemy has made you stumble that you need to yield. You need to stand firm. Resist the enemy, the evil one, the devil, and he will flee from you. How hard is that? We're all brothers and sisters. We're all family. We need to make sure that we keep each other firm in our stance. That we are the soldiers that God has asked for. And that we have his armor on. I could continue probably for the next 15 hours. Because I just, I just, I feel that good right now. You know. And uh, I come from a a Southern Baptist, African-American tradition. We do a lot of preaching. <laughs> we, we, we stay in church for hours. Not a hour, hours. We have breakfast, lunch, we have dinner, and then we go home. We get to church on sunrise and go home at sunset. And the minister just really gets to it. I can see that I've been looking at this. Someone's been holding this because it's all worn down here and here. I want us to be worn down in ourselves that we are no longer the most important thing, that God is the most important person, that Christ is the most important person, that the Holy Spirit is the most important person. Listen to me. Put on your armor. Stand firm. Resist the evil one. I'm going to read to you. I've got two more things to do. I'm going to read to you Psalms 27. I'm going to give you guys a story about a guy, kid that was a shepherd. He had been called and picked out by God. He was going to be the king, little David. And there was this guy called Goliath that the Philistines had standing on one side of the, the valley and David was on the other side. And David came in. This is a kid. Remember, it was a kid. He comes in and Saul gives him his armor, gives him his helmet, gives him his sword, gives him his breastplate, and David puts it on and says, doesn't fit, doesn't fit, and he took it all off. And he called out Goliath, he called him out. He called him an uncircumcised so-and-so. He says, my God is going to deliver you to me today, and I'm gonna cut your head off. That's what he told him. This was a kid. And what was his strength? He wanted it to be shown that God Almighty was the one. And when everything started, David picked up a few rocks, took his sling, and he started running up the hill at the Philistines. He says, here we go, by himself, with a weapon directed by God. 
and he hit Goliath square in the middle of his head and knocked him down, killed him, and cut his head off. David's faith in his God, our God, was so complete that he had absolutely, positively no fear of this huge Goliath because he said God was bigger than that. Now that was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we are Christ's children. We're God's children. God's bigger than that. There is nothing out there that we can't overcome if Christ is number one. Got to remember that. Someone will take off and say, I'm bad. I'm a Christian. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, until somebody slaps you down. Okay, keep yourself really focused on Christ. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I, that I will seek, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of any of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, wait, I say, on the Lord. 